Hey, Sheepdog Nation, welcome to episode four of your podcast with your host. My name is Autumn Clifford. How the hell are you? I hope all is well. Hope everything is going great. Um, Today, what we're going to be talking about is um, what the job is really like. Okay, so I'm going to preface this and uh, just give you a little bit of a heads up. So if if you're brand new to me, there will be a lot of swearing. Um, there's going to be a lot of truth bombs and, uh, and I don't sugarcoat anything. Okay. Um, I'm not jaded. I'm not bitter about the job at all. Uh, I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing, supporting sheepdogs. If I was bitter about the job, um, I was hurt while on the job. I worked the road for over six years. I worked three different agencies and, um, throughout my career, I got injured on the, on duty and, uh, I'm not able to, uh, perform those duties at this time. I'm still honestly really working on getting my back 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 in shape. Um, but anyways, so what I've done is I have, you know, I'm marrying a police officer. We have a canine. Uh, the cop world is still very active in my life, but I never really let it go. Um, I created an online business and I, and I started serving um, people who come from blue line families, a lot of the spouses um, and helping them in business. And so I really never let go of that. Okay. So just to give you a little bit of a background, I just want to preface um, this with all of that. So you can just understand where I'm coming from. But I think that there is something that really needs to be said about the job. You know, I have a four-year degree. Um, I'm about halfway done my master's degree, uh, all for criminal justice. And uh, there's something that needs to be said that just isn't said is uh, nobody really talks about the flip side of the job, um, especially uh, when, you know, people are trying to recruit, right? <laughs> like recruit new officers. And obviously like that's what we do is we need to, we need to get people in. So we're not going to tell them both sides. But if, uh, if you are thinking that you want to become a police officer, um, I, I really want you to hear me out. This, this is a really good episode for you to listen to. I want you to hear me out because I'm going to be dropping some truth bombs here that you probably aren't going to hear any, anywhere else. Um, but I'm going to preface all of it. Uh, with the end, I'm going to tell you a lot of positives about the job. Okay. So the job is not all negative, although I would say 95% of it is, and you need to be prepared for that. And it, it doesn't make it a bad job. It doesn't make it a bad career. Like you just need to be aware of it. And I think that we're really doing ourselves and we're doing our officers a disservice by hiding that, trying to hide that. And I know for me, I was pretty hidden, pretty well hidden. I had no fucking idea what I was getting myself into at 20 years old. And, uh, you know, I survived <laughs> and, it, and I don't have any regrets. And, you know, I spent my 21st birthday in a police cruiser and I do not regret that at all. Um, but there's a lot about the job that, uh, I was, I did not, um, expect. And that's what I want to share with you. Okay. So, uh, first thing I want you to know is that I want you to start getting used to the unexpected. Being a police officer, uh, you know, you, you need to get very comfortable being uncomfortable. That goes from day one, minute one, um, of, you know, your oral board, 
you know, going, just going through the process. I mean, they literally, you know, make you feel uncomfortable on purpose. And if you can't thrive in that kind of environment, you will not thrive as a police officer. Now that doesn't mean that if you suck on oral boards that you're going to suck as a cop, that's not it. I've got a best friend, one of my best friends in the world. (laughs) <laughs> he he honestly just sucked at his oral boards. He just sucked at them. Um, and, and he'll tell you point blank, like, I fucking hate them. He's the smartest guy I've ever met in my life. He got, like, straight 100s on all the police tests. I mean, the guy's a whiz. Um, but he just, he did not, the oral board wasn't his thing. That, but he's a stellar cop. He's a hell of a cop now. Um, but for that situation, he was, it just wasn't. He just, it wasn't his thing. So I'm just telling you that if, you know, don't, don't get intimidated or don't get upset after you listen to this and think, oh man, like I can't get through the oral board. I must not be able to be a cop. Like, no, that's not it. But getting used to being uncomfortable, expecting the unexpected and, uh, you know, and they say that and they say that in the training and you might take this lightly, but I'm fucking telling you, like, the, I mean, I remember so many times being on a call and just shit was happening and I could, I literally could not believe my eyes. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, is this really fucking happening right now? Like, no, this is, I can't even get over this. Like, this is really fucking happening. And like, and like that, see, when I was a rookie, that delay was dangerous. That fucking delay in my head was very dangerous. And so um, I had to get very used to just fucking reacting. Like, you know, you know, being a police officer is a very reactionary job. Um, you know, and I fucking had to get used to getting, you know, reacting and being on my toes and, and, uh, and, and trying not to sit there and like try to comprehend and make sense of everything. Because the truth is, is you just cannot be, you just cannot fucking even comprehend half of the shit that you're going to see as a police officer. Um, and you need to get very real with that. And I know like right now you're probably like, Oh, that's fucking awesome. Like, I love that. I hate the mundane. I hate boring shit and uh, good because you fucking better be ready for it. And I mean, you better be ready for some shit that you, you couldn't even think up because that's what's going to happen. And I promise. Um, another thing that uh, a lot of nobody really tells you, you know, and here's the ironic thing. Okay. Especially if you're, you know, you're an officer yourself, you're going to, you'll probably find this quite ironic is, you know, the job itself, sheepdogs themselves tend to be, um, we tend to be, uh, more of a type a personality, right? Alpha fucking, you know, I'm alpha female. Maybe you're an alpha male. Um, and, uh, very alpha fucking going to lead the pack. We're going to, you know, we're going to forge our own path. But here's what's interesting. If you're going into law enforcement and if you're in the military, then you know this or you're thinking about going into the military, but I can speak only specifically for law enforcement. Your ass better be fucking used or be able to be told what to do. Like you've got to be able to take direction and do not question it. And I can tell you that that was probably the absolute hardest thing for me. Um, I actually just had a conversation with a chief of uh, an old chief of mine. And uh, we were just chatting about things and uh, he's retired now. And uh, he was like, you know, Autumn, that, that was always, you know, what your one thing when, when you agree, you know, you, you did not like to be told what to do. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, chief, you're absolutely fucking right. Like I do not like to be told what to do. That was a very difficult thing. Now, when you're a rookie, you know, first three years in, like you, 
you like that. Like probably the first, like if you're like me, it was probably your first year, year and a half. You were like, yep, yep. Like, please tell me what to do. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But then you reach that dangerous fucking time where you don't really know what you're doing, but you think you do. You get a pretty good grasp on things. You've been doing some stuff for, you know, about a year, year and a half. And you're like, fuck, nobody needs to tell me what to do. I'm the police, like fucking, I know what's going on. Right. And you, and you reach that. And I don't think, you know, a lot of officers, I don't think ever really lose that. And, um, and it makes, it makes the career very difficult. It makes the job very difficult if you cannot take direction, if you don't like being told what to do. Uh, and, and again, you know, that's really, it, it varies very different departments. You know, I know in Maine, like our state police, they're rural patrol counties, rural patrol. So like their sergeants aren't hands-on, but I know like city, uh, police, you, you know, your sergeant's like right there. Like you are being told what to do. And if your sergeant's not telling you what to do, you know, his supervisor's telling him or whatever, and it's, and shit rolls downhill and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be told what to do. And so, you know, if you are an alpha person right now and you're like, you know, you fucking hate being told what to do, you better get real with it. Um, because it's, that is a very taxing part of the job. And no one tell no one told me about it. I'll tell you that. And I know for like maybe you're like, well, that fucking makes sense. Like, hello, but but does it really make sense? Like, I know paramilitary, like it probably does, but like the way that I was looking at it, I was like, look, I'm gonna go be a role model. I'm gonna be a police officer. Like, I'm gonna be the police. <laughs> like, no one's gonna fucking tell me what to do. I'm gonna be telling all these people what to do. Like that, that was like kind of what I thought, you know, 18, 19 years old. And uh, little did I know, I was the one getting fucking told what to do. And um, so anyways, just be prepared for it. I want you to get used to being underappreciated. Now, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy as I go through this list, but you need to get, you need to understand this. Nobody fucking told me this. Oh, no, no, no. Everybody loves the police. Oh, back like when I was like, you know, 17, 18, going through college, like, we didn't have a, like a big problem. Like our country wasn't up in arms with the police at that time. And, and, um, you know, when I was going through college, obviously every class that I took for the most part was very pro law enforcement. And, uh, I didn't really realize how underappreciated, um, I was going to be as a cop. And, you know, I can tell you that, that I, t- I mean, I could tell you stories right now. In fact, I will, you know, I, um, as a police officer, you are going to be, you are there on everyone's worst day. Okay. And so like, you know, let's say, I'll give you an example. I'm going to tell you this story. So when I was a police officer, um, I was working for a city and we got a call, um, about a daughter who found a suicide note for her mom and at her mom's apartment. And of course she's in hysterics and like, we need to get there. And like, her mom's not there and her mom, nobody knows where her mom is. And like, she's like trying to kill herself. and like, this is a terrible situation. And so we, we needed to respond. We responded and, and we, we got orders, right. And, uh, to go and find this woman. And it was, it was, uh, just starting to snow. So like it was cold and it was, it wasn't a good situation. And, um, so we've got like four or five officers, like, like scouring the fucking, the area, um, probably in a two to three mile radius from the house. And then we got it. We call a police canine to do a track, which, you know, obviously that's a really good resource to have. And, um, and I found her 
I found this woman and uh, she wasn't dead yet. She was on her way. She wasn't dead yet. But because I found her and the ambulance was able to get to her, they rushed her to the hospital and they saved her life. And um, nobody gave a fuck. In fact, I had two supervisors sitting there arguing in front of me about who was going to call the chief and let them know that they found that they found this this person, this woman. And um, I remember, I mean, I was really rookie then. So like I didn't, like I was rookie to that department. It, I was a new agency. I moved two hours south and, and uh, I was, you know, I was new to that agency and like I could not believe what I was hearing. And my partner at the time, he like, he pulled me aside and he said, listen, he goes, you're never going to hear this from anybody but me, but you saved that woman's life. And he's like, and I, I'll give you your own life-saving award. Like, here you go. Like, I just want you to know that was hell of a job that you did. That was great police work. And, um, and I want to tell you that that night like stands out to me and I'll never forget that night. And I just want you to know that that happened more often than not. And it's going to happen. So if you're coming into this job because you want all the acclimates and like you want, you know, to be recognized and you want to be, you know, the police officer of the year or the trooper of the year or the, you know, sheriff of the year, like you're coming into it for the wrong reasons. And that was, that was hard, right? Because you work your ass off and you just want to get recognized. Um, and you know, you don't. And, um, you know, they, they use that, this word in the military, a grunt, but you kind of do grunt work like all the time. Um, on the road. Like you're just very underappreciated. And here's the thing is it's not just you and it's not just patrolmen. Fucking corporals are underappreciated. Sergeants are underappreciated. Like the whole entire like staffing of a police department. And I believe like police agencies as a whole, they're just so underappreciated. And I think I'm going to make a whole fucking, a whole show based on that because it's so true, you know? And, um, and and what happens though, is it really, it kills morale. It kills your, you know, your drive, it kills your motivation. And then what happens from there is it starts affecting you at home and it's going to affect everything. So if you can just hear me when I tell you, you need to go in and you need to understand you're not going to be appreciated for all the shit that you do. And, um, that you've got to go and find your own motivations and your own reasons why you're doing what you're doing. Um, it's going to save you. And I wish somebody would have sat down and like had that conversation with me and been like, listen, fucking don't be in, don't be trying to go be an all-star, you know, um, because you, no one gives a fuck. And uh, so now when I, when I talk to, you know, future law enforcement, I literally tell them just that no one gives a fuck. They don't give a fuck about you. And I know it sucks to hear, but you better get really used to hearing it because it's the truth. And, um, and like, and I don't mean it as far as like, don't take that the wrong way. Okay. Like, don't be like, Oh my God, she's such a bitch. No. Like I just, you need to have that mindset. Like it's all set. Like I don't need you to tell me I'm doing a good job. I don't need you to fucking pat me on the ass every time I do something good. Like you need to have that mindset so that when it actually happens, you're like, fuck, that's awesome. Like, thank you. Wow. Super appreciative. Okay. Um, the next thing I want to tell you is that you need to stay in shape physically, mentally, and emotionally. And 
Here's the kicker. You're not going to want to. First three, five years, three to five years, yeah, you're going to want to. You're fucking motivated. You're dedicated. You know, you're a stud, right? Yeah, fuck yeah. You're the police, right? You want to be posting all your photos on Instagram. Be like, listen, motherfuckers, look at these fucking guns. Like, look at these abs. Like, I'm fit for duty, you know, and, and stuff like that. But guess what happens? You know, seven years on, 10 years on the job, like fucking life happens. You have kids, you have a family, you're fucking working overtime to support everything. Cause like, let's be real. Cops don't make that much money. And I mean, shit's going on and, and you're just busy. So you put yourself last and you are not keeping up with the things that you used to do. You know, you're not going to the gym and you're not keeping up with academy PT standards. You know, you're not reading the books that you used to read. You're not listening to the podcasts. Isn't that funny? Isn't that a little ironic? Cause we're on a podcast right now, but you're not listening to the, you know, the, um, like the motivating or like self-help or the educational things that you should be listening to and what you were listening to. And like, you're not, you know, you're not taking your time to decompress and you don't have structure in your life and your life just kind of seems like it's going crazy and, and you don't have any control. And so what happens? You, you know, it, you, your life starts spiraling out of control. This is bad. And this is common. Oh my fuck is this common in police world as a sheepdog. It just is. And then what happens? We start to drink in. we're going to drink and we're going to fucking, you know, drink away our sorrows and we're going to numb ourselves and we're going to, you know, numb the pain because we're not emotionally up to speed. We're not emotionally in, in shape and we just can't take everything that's going on. And you got passed up for promotions and just all this shit. And it's just eating away at you. And, and because you're not staying in shape, you're eating like shit and you've gained 20, 30 pounds and you feel like shit about yourself. And it just, it's a domino effect and it just keeps happening. And and no one, no one really talks to you about that stuff. Like, but if you're going to be in the job, like you better be ready to stay in shape and you've got to constantly always be working on yourself. And that's no different than any other career. Don't get it twisted. However, this job takes a toll on you emotionally and mentally and physically more than I, any job I've ever seen. I'm also biased because I'm a prior police officer. Okay. So, but I can tell you, you know, day in and day out, you know, being, you know, everyone's shoulder to lean on when you're going to everyone's worst days for 10, 15, 20 years. And I mean, who's there on your worst days, right? Like you, you don't even know what to say. Like you don't even know what to do. And, and because you're not keeping, you know, yourself in, in good shape, you know, mentally, physically, or emotionally shit starts going downhill. And so, don't let that be you. There's a ton of resources. You staying here, listening to this podcast, staying here, hanging out with me, getting on my Instagram, you know, really um, staying um, staying involved in the Sheepdog Nation. It's going to help you um, staying in shape. You know, that's why I post every day. I'm kind of going to go off on like a little rant for a moment, but like, here's what I want you to know. I am not, I do not have six pack abs. I do not eat clean, like you know, I'm not one of these fucking, you know, chicken, rice and vegetable girls every day. I'm not, I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm not, I am your fucking typical average fucking female who, you know, if I don't work out and I don't fucking watch what I eat, I'll get fat. Like that is me. That's who I am. Okay. And so I post every day when I'm at the gym and I'm showing you guys, like I'm doing that to show you, like I've got to, even me 
after the job. Okay. I have to stay in shape physically. I am always showing you guys the, um, the books that I'm reading and, and showing you my personal development because I'm, I want you to know that even though I'm not in the job anymore, like I'm still doing this, like, because I created a routine for myself, you know, seven or eight years ago when I first got on the job and I, and I'm not going to let that go away. And that's why I've been able to accomplish the shit that I've been able to accomplish. In my short amount of time of being a police officer, I accomplished a lot of things. And, uh, because I got injured, I didn't let that stop me. And I accomplished a lot of things, um, in my professional life as, you know, a business owner and I'm not going to stop. And I really want to inspire you to do the exact same thing. Okay. But to just loop it back around, that's something that nobody really wants to talk about when, especially when they're trying to hire you. Oh, this is great. This is great. Best job in the whole world and da, 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 da. But nobody talks to you about this shit. And so you've got to be prepared for it. Um, so the next thing I want to chat with you about, this is kind of funny. My fiance and I, Adam, we talk about this a lot because uh, what, what was cool. So I don't know if you know this, but Adam and I, we met in the police academy. And uh, so we're police academy sweethearts. Um, we did not begin dating until a month after the police academy because um, you're not allowed to. <laughs> so we didn't. We we're we're so ridiculous. Like we are just such rule followers that like you know a month out we actually went on our first date. But anyways, um, so we we would have the opportunity to be able to attend a lot of the same trainings together, and we did that for a couple of years, and it was amazing. But it was a trend that we noticed. Okay. So when you, when you become a police officer, like I believe in the brotherhood, okay. Brother, sisterhood. I am definitely, I was, I want to say raised, but like early in my career, I worked with all veteran officers and they pounded into my head what the brotherhood was. Like you looked out for one another, um, you have each other's backs, like, and that's it. And so, you know, if that offends you, then get off this podcast right now because this is not for you. Um, but I really fully believe in the brotherhood. Well, so you would think that fucking when you go to a trainings, right? Like fucking, Oh, it's like my brothers, my sisters, like, Hey, what's up guys? Like, it's my family. And I don't know what the fuck is wrong with us, but it just isn't like that. Cops are so awkward socially that it's ridiculous. And so like when you go to like a two or three day training, if nobody even starts fucking talking to each other until day two, like you will seriously, you'll go to a training and like nobody will even be talking to each other. Nobody will be socializing unless you work at the same agency or you guys like went to the academy together or like you're really good friends from like some other way. Like you'll talk to those people, but like you won't talk to anybody else. And like, it's like silent during all breaks and like lunch is super awkward. And like, it's just so ridiculous until day two after day two, like everybody got their awkwardness. Like they like decompressed from like being on shift that either like the, during that overnight or like the day before, like everyone's decompressed and like the second day, like they can, they can be normal people. And it's really interesting, but it's, it's this culture and, um, it's different. It's different. Especially when you're like, you you're a year out of the Academy and you're like, fucking yeah. Like I love like the cops. I love the thin blue line. I love sheepdogs. Like I'm going to a training. I'm going to go see all my brothers and my sisters. It's going to be awesome. And then like you sit in the training and you're like, oh my God, like, no one's even talking. Like this is so fucking awkward. So be prepared for that. Um, I, the next thing I want to tell you is that you will change. The job is going to change you. It doesn't matter whether you want to change or not. You can sit right here and say, oh no, no, Autumn. Oh no, no. 
I'm not going to change. I'm going to be the same badass motherfucker that I am right now. And I'm going to tell you, I am here to tell you, I don't give a fuck who you are. You will change. This job will change you. Now, you may be better off than most. Maybe you got your shit together. Maybe you got your head right. Maybe you're a veteran. Maybe you've seen some shit and you've got like fucking kick ass coping skills. And if so, I love you for that. And I admire and respect the fuck out of you for that. But I will tell you this, for the majority of the people coming in to this career, this job is going to change you. You are going to see things, hear things, be a part of things, be around things. You are going to smell things that is going to change your life. You just, you, it just can not, not change you. It just can't. Okay. So be prepared to change. You're going to change. Sometimes it's, it's for the best. Like, you know, for me, um, one of the things like how I changed, like, and my friends will tell you this, like when I went from, you know, not being a police officer to being a police officer, I became like the protector. You know, I have a, I have a, you know, a small group of girlfriends that I went to college with and none of them are cops. And so I would like protect them. And so like what that means is like one of my friends, she worked in like one of my, she worked um, in my patrol. And so (laughs) every night she'd close up shop. She was a manager. She'd close up shop and I would escort her because she'd have a bag of fucking money and no gun, no protection, no nothing. And she was closing up her nine o'clock at night, nine, 10 o'clock. I'm working in this city. It's a dangerous city. And she'd be walking to her car. And so every night, like I was there and I'd protect her. And like, whenever we go out, like I'm like paying attention to making sure we're going to the right place. And I would, you know, I'd be doing all of these things that, you know, I'd be, you know, constantly aware and I would be making sure we sat in this corner or I'd be making, you know, making sure that the girls didn't set their drinks down. And like, I'd just be that kind of just, you know, I'd just be this person. If somebody walked in that I didn't like, I was that awkward person because I was ready. I was always ready and I'm still that way. Like I get very on edge very easily. And that's not somebody who I was, you know, back when I was a teenager, you know, um, early, early in my career in college, I was this girl who did not give a fuck. (laughs) I didn't give a shit. I was like, woohoo, like, let's party. Let's hang out. Like the more people, the better. Like I friggin', I was you know, the life of the party. You can ask anybody. I'd go to parties. It didn't matter who was around. Like I hung out with people, but like, then I like discovered like what reality was. And like, I discovered like that there are bad people out there and there are bad people drugging people. And they're like bad people trying to hurt other good people. And so it just changes you. Okay. It just fucking changes you. Even in the littlest, slightest ways you're going to change and you need to be prepared for that. And you know, if you are with somebody right now, like you have a spouse or, you know, you can have this conversation with your family and just tell them, listen, I'm going to change. And, you know, you need, I, I really hope that you can love and support me through that. Cause that, that's something big. And again, no one talks to you about that. Um, just to kind of build off, you will change. You, You will also find yourself emotionally numb to a lot of different things right? So like, what do I mean by that? You're going to find that your give a damn is really fucking busted. (laughs) Quoting a song right there uh, by Jody Messina. I'm a country bumpkin. Uh, Anyways, but like side note, I'm a straight up gangster on other days too. So like, it's like one of those things, but seriously, um, getting back on track here, like you will become numb. 
Um, there's going to be a lot of things that you just don't give a shit about. Like you're going to come home and like your spouse is going to be flipping out about something you like really think is dumb. And, um, and, uh, it's true. It's true. Like you're not going to give a shit and you're like, yeah, this is dumb. While your spouse like thinks it's the biggest thing in the whole wide world. And you're like, yeah, okay, well I just scraped up a fucking kid or I just scraped up this person off a road. And like, I had to go tell their parents that like their teenage son or daughter has just been fucking killed. Like that's a big deal. So like you freaking out because you fucking broke your favorite, I don't know, light, like lamp. Like that means nothing to me. And, and I know as a cop, you're like, yep, <laughs> that's the truth. And as an outsider, you're like, yeah, like, yeah, obviously. But you, you need to understand that like you're still human and your relationships that you win are in are still human. And like, they need that. They need that interaction. They need that support from you and they need, they need to need you to be emotionally there. So you're going to want to make sure that you can, pay attention to when you're becoming numb and so that you can not be numb. Does that make sense? Cause it's really fucking important. Um, your bullshit detector will always be on, always be on. And then it's going to get even like even more on, it's going to get even more like high on screech, right? Like you're the more people you're around, um, you are going to find yourself like when you're in arguments with like your significant others, like you're going to turn into that police officer. You're going to turn in the, to that detective and like begin fucking interviewing and interrogating them. And I'm, I'm going to tell you straight up, don't do that. Um, in any of your relationships, whether it's mom or dad, some of your best friends, whether, whether it's a significant other, like fucking don't do that shit. Try to keep, you know, your police hat, keep it off while you're off duty. But I will tell you, that you are going to just change like because in this job like you get to know people you know people better than anybody you're gonna get to know people better than anybody because you deal with people all day every day and all you deal with all sorts of different kinds of people and most of the time you're getting lied to so you're gonna figure out fucking how to you know you're gonna figure out bullshit and how to detect it a lot fucking faster than most people so I know that sounds good and it sounds cool and it is cool, but a lot of people don't tell you about that because guess what? Your patients are going to fucking, you're going to have zero, you're not going to have very many patients, trust me. <laughs> and people are going to perceive you as being short and cold and whatever, but that's just, that's just the way that it is. Um, and you probably have heard this, uh, but I'm just going to kind of reiterate this to you is like, you're going to be, you will be different then your family, you're going to be different than your friends. You, you may, you know, be different than your spouse, your spouse. Typically, if you guys can work together as a team, you guys can be on point, like, but you just need to keep open communication about what's going on and how you're feeling and how like you need him or her to um, act. But um, like, you're going to be different. You're just going to be different. Um, and you will find that most of your friends are going to become police officers. Although, studies show that like that shouldn't happen. <laughs> like you want to like maintain having like other friends, um, other than just cops, but it becomes very difficult to do that because you trust very little, like very few people. And you know, most of the time when you're hanging out with other officers, like you guys just get it and you guys want to go to the same places and you guys want to do the same things. And, 
Um, so it's it's easier. I can tell you from personal experience, uh, something that works well for Adam and I is we have a group of friends where we have several officers and like and and they're, they're um, significant others in our group of friends, but we also have a lot of just um, civilians, like normal everyday regular people in, um, in that group of friends. And so it, it's kind of easier to just like, yeah, like we have a few cops and like, it's cool. And like, it's good because like, we all know we have each other's back. And like, when we go out and there's like situations, like it's cool, but at the exact same time, it's not so copity cop, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like not so many cop talk all the time and it's like not so much bullshit. So, um, and sometimes like you just need to be around normal people and talk about normal shit, not just cop shit, you know, the cop talk all the fucking time. And believe me, if you're a future cop or like you're like zero to three, four years on right now, you're like thinking I am a crazy person, but I promise you, you know, in the next few years, you're going to see, holy shit, she was right. Like, I can only talk about the job so much before I just want to freaking jump off, you know, a, a bridge. That's, I don't mean that literally. Um, but so I've talked, I've talked to you today a lot about things that people aren't going to talk with you about. They're not going to mention, but they're very big realities. Um, but you know, I also, there were a lot of them weren't as positive, but I do kind of want to go over before I let you go. I want to talk to you a little bit about the positive aspects of the job. Okay. Um, make no mistake. You literally have front row tickets to the absolute best show in the entire world. There is no other show in the entire world that uh, is going to be what you will experience as a police officer. You get to be on the front lines. You get to be, um, you know, hands in the dirt, so to say, right? Like, so to speak. And, and you get to do what so many other people just do not have what it takes to do. Okay. Um, and, and for that, I admire you. I respect you. I have so much love for you. And you, and, and if you want to be that kind of person, I have a lot of, you know, respect and love for you too. Um, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. You are, you do need to know that you're going to be living in a fishbowl. You know, everyone is going to be watching you, um, whether you are on duty or off duty, everyone's going to know where you live. Everyone's going to know what you do. Your personal life is no longer your personal life. Um, and you, you know, you, you do need to know th those things. Um, you need to know that you are going to live a life like no other, no, no like your life is going to become very different and there's nothing wrong with any of this. Like, this is awesome. This, this is all the reasons why I wanted to be a cop. Right. Um, and you know, understand that you have a real fucking opportunity here. Okay. To change lives. You literally every fucking second that you're a cop and every second that you're actually doing something, you are going to be affecting someone's life. Whether it's writing that speeding ticket because this person just speeds all the time, doesn't pay attention. And you know, or you've seen one day you really feel like it's going to get into a crash and kill somebody else. Like you just change their life. Like maybe now by giving them that speeding ticket, they're going to slow the fuck down. You know, maybe by just giving a shit about somebody, you know, who, what you see walked their streets day after day, like maybe giving a shit about them and just talking with them. And like, maybe that's going to help them to, you know, get the job that they are, you know, or not be homeless or not, you know, not stay jobless, like, or help them with their addictions. Like you literally are going to be able to help people in capacities and in ways that most people just simply cannot even imagine. And, um, 
and it, it and it is. It's one of the best feelings in the world. It truly is. There's so much good about this job to serve and protect literally to be, you know, to be the ones who are out there while everybody else is sleeping, to be be the ones sacrificing your holidays, sacrificing, you know, your time spent with your loved ones to go and fight crime like you you are. You are special. You're a sheepdog and and uh there's very few in the and like if we like scale up, right? Like in in the big in the big um scheme of things, there's very few people, very few sheepdogs in this world, and you're one of them. And for that, I commend you. And that is why you're here. That's why you're a sheepdog nation. And and uh, if you are not yet a police officer, um, you know, fuck yeah, right? Like that's all what I could say to you is like fuck yeah, go and get it, you know. And um, but if you are a cop you've, you've listened to all this. You probably knew all of it. And, um, you know, I commend you, I commend you now for being who you are and doing what you do and fucking surviving. Um, you're a badass and, um, I have a lot of love for you. So, um, I hope that this has helped you. I hope that this maybe has reminded you of some stuff. Maybe you can uh, learn, take something back. Um, hope you learned something. Hopefully you can take something back maybe and help somebody else. If you, maybe you're talking to, you know, people who want to be police officers, maybe it can help your spouse. Maybe it can just help you in your personal life or your professional life. Maybe it can, you know, kind of take you back and, and help you to remember the reasons why you got in the job, right? Um Anyways, that's what I have for you today. It's been a it's been a really good episode. Um, I'm really happy that if you made it to the end, you are a fucking star. Um, and uh, thank you. And I cannot wait to see you or uh, be in your phone headphones or your car <laughs> uh, the next time you listen to my uh, next episode. All right. If you again, if you are not following me on Instagram, um, I'm known as at the lady sheepdog on Instagram, please email me, DM me, um, whatever you need to do, uh, get in contact with me. If you have any questions, if you want me to talk about something on, on the podcast, if there's something that I'm not saying, if, if you have questions, let me know because I'm going to be doing, um, monthly Q and A. So, um, it's going to be your opportunity to chime in and, uh, and um, kind of take control over this. Okay. All right. As always, Sheepdog Nation, I got your six. I'll talk to you soon.